This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's move on to GR Radcliffe and find out what he thinks. He is a writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, host of podcasts covering both the Brewers and the Bucks. And you can find him on Twitter at JR Radcliffe. JR, good morning to you. And let me pose this question to you, which is how much of this has to do with the market and people not giving the Bucks what I think is the credit that they deserve. Well, I think Milwaukeeans have kind of they've kind of come to terms with this. I mean, I'm not going to lie; there are going to be plenty of people who want want that national attention too. But you know, we we've been used to this our whole lives if we've if we've grown up here. So this is nothing new. Uh, They do have a transcendent superstar. I'm driving uh, driving past the giant mural of Giannis Antetokounmpo right now. Uh, That is somebody that everyone acknowledges is the best player in basketball, or at least one of the you know two or three best. So. I don't think they're getting shortchanged that way. And, uh, hey, if, if nobody wants to pay attention to a team that's won 16 in a row, that's, that's okay. You know, they already got one championship. They, they could certainly sneak in here and get another. You know, part of it, too, is Boston is also just so good in the Eastern Conference. They're obviously one of those markets that everyone's kind of always looking at. And, I mean, you can't dispute it. That, that's a really tough matchup for the Bucks, and, and I don't think they'd necessarily, Milwaukee would necessarily even be favored to beat them in a seven-game series at this point. So, you know, like there is still a little bit having to go out and prove it despite how good they've been lately, there's still, there's still that, you know, that, that little thing waiting for them at the end. Oh, for sure. And the postseason is a different animal as opposed to the regular season. But still, anytime you win 16 straight games, something's going right. So what do you think is the most impressive part of that win streak? Uh, the answer is almost always Giannis when you're asking what's the most impressive thing about the Milwaukee Bucks. But, but they have finally gotten to a place where they're mostly full strength, and that's helped them out. Chris Middleton is not playing a full complement of minutes yet. He's not starting games. He's had a lot of injury problems this year, earlier in this year. So they haven't even really unleashed him. And yet, when he's on the floor, he's really, really contributing. Drew Holiday is a star. And and that might be where the small market Milwaukee comes into play. I don't know if the rest of the country knows just how valuable Drew Holiday has been. He obviously was an all-star this year, so he's gotten some attention. But he is so valuable on both ends of the floor. And he really, really makes the whole engine run and – Bobby Portis just came back from an injury. He's been an extremely valuable player for them, mostly off the bench, sometimes starting. Brooke Lopez is like ancient, moves like a glacier, and still is so effective. He is so good for them. So they just they just have a lot of pieces that are working in concert and working kind of at the peak of their powers right now. Things are just going along. I mean, everything is just clicking right now. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you're a Milwaukee fan at this point, you've kind of written off the rest of the regular season and just – you just hope that it's still clicking when, uh, you know, when you get into April and May. We're talking with J.R. Radcliffe, writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and a host of podcasts covering both the Bucks and the Brewers. J.R., you mentioned Chris Middleton, and that goes right into what I wanted to ask you about him because I love him as a player. I think he's criminally underrated, and you're right. When he gets in the game and he gets going, he is hard to stop. Such a great shooter. Has Milwaukee found something with maybe bringing – I know they're easing him into the rotation because of injury concerns, but have they found something with maybe bringing him in from time to time, even if he's full strength off the bench because he's such a spark, or is this something where when he can go full-time, he's going to start no matter what? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. I mean, they they have not – he literally came back January 23rd. The Bucs have literally not lost a game since that happened. So, I I mean, Mm -hmm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So, I mean, in some level – on some level, this is absolutely a formula that works for them. On another, it's it's also, you know, I, I don't I don't know if this is what Chris Milton wants. I think Mike Budenholzer is fine with it and, and has kind of indicated that 
you know, kind of sort of between the lines that this might not be something that, that changes unless it may be in the postseason, but maybe not even then. I, I still think that they're probably at their best if Chris Middleton can play 35 minutes a game like the other stars on this team. But, uh, but you, know, like, you know, like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They've got guys filling the void right now, and those extra 10, 15 minutes are, are quality minutes from other people. So uh, maybe, maybe this is what they end up doing in the postseason, yeah. So the postseason is most notably about superstars. You have to have somebody who can take over a game, but it's also seven-game series, so you need some depth. Where do you think the Bucks rank in terms of depth when you measure them against the other teams they're probably going to be facing in the postseason? I think this is, this is just a really good, really good situation for them right now. I mentioned Bobby Portis coming off the bench. He can start. He's one of their, you know, three primary big men with, with Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Grayson Allen has been really good at times. Now he has been, he's struggled at sometimes in matchups against the Celtics. He struggled last year in the playoffs. So it's unclear if him or Javon Carter uh, is a guy who could, who could, you know, make some, make some noise off the bench in the playoffs. But Javon Carter has been very good when called upon. They got Joe Ingles this year. who's awesome in the pick and roll, a guy who can stretch the floor a little bit. They brought him in kind of to do exactly what he's done. They just traded for Jay Crowder with this long gestating transaction that people have been talking about since the beginning of the year. So they kind of have that that six six tough defender, the guy that you know people compare him to PJ Tucker, and I, I don't think it's even that unfair a comparison. PJ Tucker is a guy they brought in in twenty twenty one to kind of be that chip on your shoulder defense first guy, maybe occasionally hit some threes, and he was super valuable for them in the postseason. So and all their energy is going toward that. They are not worried about the regular season, and quite honestly, they have not been worried about it. From the, from the jump, they know they're a playoff team. So every move they're making, like adding a Jay Crowder, is with the playoffs in mind, maybe even specifically with the Boston Celtics in mind. So, um, so, so they're gearing up, they, they, you know, and, and all that is to say, they, they probably haven't even reached their, their peak capacity yet. There, there's probably still a little bit more that they can do here. So, um, so I, do th- I do think the depth is, is definitely in their favor this year. JR, how much credit do you give to Coach Budenholzer for what he's done with this team? Because when you when you talk about the big names in the NBA coaching-wise, he, again, is just a guy who kind of puts his head down, gets it done with this team. And, and the fact that they've had this winning streak without being at full strength the entire time is pretty remarkable. It's hard enough to win 16 games when you're hitting on all cylinders and everyone is playing, and that hasn't always been the case for the Bucs. Yeah, he's, he's, he definitely doesn't mind not having the attention. He's, he's just that's sort of his personality. I, I, I give him credit for really adjusting who he was as a coach. They, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019, and I think they really thought they were going to go to the finals and maybe win a championship. And the Toronto Raptors got in their way, and it was, it was a real big disappointment. And, and he really changed his approach after that. He was willing to listen to the players. He was willing to, to, to change some things in terms of what they do defensively, in terms of what he does in his rotation with how many minutes he was He's really kind of he wasn't he wasn't really hitting the throttle with guys like Giannis. He was trying to keep them fresh more than he more than just like you know put him in there for forty minutes and let the man cook. So he he has adjusted along the way and he's been able to adjust to his personnel. The, it, defensively, they they've really managed to sort of evolve over the last few years and become kind of a very different team, but still very effective. So I definitely give him credit for that. He's obviously he's had nothing but massive success here, and and if if nothing else, you have to give him credit for just not not screwing it up. They have a superstar, and every year they're at or near the top of the Eastern Conference. I mean, yeah, you got to you got to give him credit for that. Oh, for sure. Right now, the Bucks five to one to win the NBA Finals over at 
uh, BetMGM. So JR, I have to ask you, you're in Milwaukee. I would imagine you probably cover the Packers and you probably <laughs> cover Aaron Rodgers. My Indeed, goodness. Yes. <laughs> what's your approach to covering Aaron Rodgers? Like, I don't know if you say, hey, this is great content. It's great for business because people are probably going to click on it. Or do you think he's like trolling us? Like, what's it like covering Aaron Rodgers? I think un- unquestionably is yes to a couple of those questions. Is he trolling us? Yes. Is it great content? Yes, absolutely. Um, he's he's definitely an enigma. He's he, Packers fans have been through this before with with Brett Favre. Almost, it's not quite the same thing, but it almost is. The the, the few years in a row where you're not sure if he's going to come back. Some of the some of the questionable choices. I would say Aaron's are a little more esoteric than Favre's. Favre's are probably a little more problematic, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and I've said this before, this is the first time I can remember being in a place where I really think the fan base is fine moving on, you know, like, and maybe because they've been trained because there, there was a situation where they had this unknown quantity in Aaron Rodgers and Favre was much beloved, but then it worked out. Obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't miss a beat. You know, I don't know if people really think Jordan love is going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, but there is a plan in place. And he's been, you know, he had, he's coming off a very, in a, really one of his worst years. And I think you can argue his worst year and granted, two MVP years before that. But if on the field is King for, for the average Packers fan, which I think it is, you know, he's, he's not, he's not that Aaron Rodgers right now, or, or at least he wasn't last year. So I think, I think people are ready, are ready to kind of be done with the, with the nonsense, the weirdness, the darkness retreats and the, you know, the, the strange group of friends and, and all of that. I mean, he, he certainly, he could, you know, obviously live, live your life, man. Uh, you're, you're a millionaire. You're super famous. You should absolutely do what you want to do. Uh, I do think Packers fans are kind of are kind of done with it. They're kind of ready to just go forward. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, Jr. What about the organization? Like, as a fan, you're right. We talk about these headlines. I mean, the guy is talking about very smooth dumps. For God's sake, we talked about that on the air. He was dating Blue of Earth for a while. We're analyzing his tattoos, you know. And and for a guy who doesn't want the attention, but immediately goes on Pat McAfee every week, and then brings in the headlines and, and then craves that attention. He's being a bit of a hypocrite there. Just a, as a fan, I can see it being exhausting. But if you're a member of that organization, are you just over all of this? Yeah, I mean, yes is the short answer. But but the long answer is it really has more to do with finances than it does with personality. You know, like the, the salary cap situation yeah. is tenuous whether or not they trade him. It's not pretty in the short term. I mean, it's the NFL and there's always surprises and there is still a chance they can win you know, win in the immediate short term. But, uh, but you know, m- money's going to talk. It's talked a lot for this organization. You know, Green Bay has a reputation for being kind of a cool, you know, a, a cool sports story for sure. But this organization has made some tough calls. You know, Jordy Nelson just sticks out in my head as a, as a somewhat recent one where, you know, they've moved on from players probably a year early instead of a year late in many cases. And, uh, or, or I would say at the right time, you know, they, they really, they really are guided kind of by their financial principles. And uh, so I think it comes down to, that and 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 with that in mind you know i think there is a chance Aaron Rodgers is back as the green bay packers quarterback next year because if he decides he wants to stay he kind of holds a lot of the cards and he can make things really tough on green bay if, if he wants to so you know there is there's a hundred percent a scenario where he's back it is not a done deal that he's gone um i think we're, i think the average you know the average person probably thinks that he is going to be gone and the organization i have a feeling surely wants to move on just because they need to see what jordan love is sooner or later but you know, finances are going to dictate that, and and I don't know where that where those end up at this point. 
He is a writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, hosting podcasts covering both the Bucks and the Brewers. Find him on Twitter at J.R. Radcliffe. That's the man himself, J.R. Radcliffe. We appreciate it, J.R. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.